Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I've been smacking pyjamas for so long. I think the only crime that matters here is corporate pride. Polaran! Fully not nine forty-three. And I invented that phrase. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. It has been Summer, I would say. We're in summer now. I think it's official. It's begun. Uh, so I'm feeling very happy mm-hmm. today and incredibly happy that today we are joined by singer-songwriter Grace Petrie. Yay! Hey, hello. How are you oh, doing? Applause. Oh, applause. <laughs> I've missed it so much. <laughs> yes. um, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Yay. I've got my dog on my lap and I've got a beer in my hand and I'm, yeah, ready ready to get cracking. Oh, oh, we're all it's... in love with the dog already. Yes, he's been upstaging me for the past uh, 14 months um, because all of the work that I've done has been online uh, and like all of us yeah he's got like a sixth sense about it when I'm on a Zoom call or something he's like oh there's there's some limelight going on somewhere I'm going to get in there and steal the fuck out of that so um, yeah it's been absolutely dreadful for my very fragile self-esteem throughout lockdown cheers cheers to that (laughs) Um, so we only have one question on this podcast and that Mm. is what is your dog's name? <laughs> so this is Frank, uh, and he is my—he is my geriatric Jack Russell, uh, oh. and he is afraid of literally too many things to name. But uh, <laughs> an, an inexhaustive list includes wind, rain, thunder, <gasps> flies, men, children, <laughs> laughing, sneezing, coughing, or anybody just inhaling oh, wow. too loudly nearby. So he's a real—he's oh. a real. Uh, 
excite. He's a real, um, real god dog. Soothing, <laughs> soothing company to be around. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, he's he's not a good guard dog at all. He's like afraid of, of things that should be happening. Uh, pays no attention whatsoever to things that shouldn't be happening. So just an all, just an all around burden and albatross around my neck. So please welcome Frank to the pod. <laughs> I feel like there's a great animated series in that, like a really neurotic therapy dog that's terrible at its job, but like mm. wants to be better. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll work on it. Get back. Yeah, I think he wants to be better. I mean, the ways that he, I mean, we're really going deep on, on the phrase details quite early on, but the way that his anxiety manifests most oftentimes is um, just spectacular incontinence all over the house. Wow. Oh, same. Oh. Varieties. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not. It's, you'd think it was like a comedy anxiety, but uh, it, it gets old pretty fucking fast. I mean, fast, when it's animated, it will be much funnier. I'm going to be like, yeah. have to deal with it. But yeah. yes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, a good but... idea to rebrand incontinence as spectacular incontinence. <laughs> that's very good. Honestly, sometimes that's the only word for it. It is, on occasion, <laughs> oh. it has been a spectacle. Wow. <laughs> oh, Frank. Yeah. So. Well, we'll move on to the second question of the podcast, which is hmm. Grace, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah, well, I was listening um, to some uh, previous episodes and I was thinking, I know I'm sure everybody says this, but uh, I was I was like, I'll get the serious one out of the way because it's not, it's it doesn't make for good comedic content. But some years ago, I was, I had some homophobic neighbours when I was living in a house in Sheffield oh. with my girlfriend. Yeah, it was a great time. And uh, it's, and then, and there was just like a bit of a sustained kind of campaign of homophobia, which oh, wasn't no. great fun. No. Jesus. Uh, but would it, probably would have been... Not probably. Certainly would have been easy to deal with were it not for South Yorkshire Police, who I don't mind disparaging on this and any other podcast, uh, who famously told me once when I reported it, we can come down there and take some names, but don't come to me in two weeks if you've had your windows bricked in. That's what a real police officer said to me. Oh, fuck off. I'm pretty sure, though, that that I... would come to you if I had my windows bricked in. I think that's kind of in your job description. So, yeah. So that's like my, I guess that's my biggest crime story. You had one job. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's appalling. Oh, my God. So that was the big end. But then, um, and that was many, many years ago. And, you know, it only made me gayer. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so one one nil to me, homophobes. I think. Uh, and then, so I'm recording this from Norwich at my girlfriend's place, but I live in Leicester, um, and I live in quite a characterful part of Leicester. And, uh, Are you being a real estate agent right now? I, I certainly am. Yeah, that's re- that's real estate speak for I've been burgled several times in my house in Leicester. Oh, no. So I used to have like the most ridiculously impractical car for for a musician who tours like in my own car like I I had like um what are those like soft top jeeps um that basically was like the most uneconomical thing in the entire world (laughs) and literally just like drank petrol down uh, very very bad for the environment and also like the the literal roof it was just fastened with like buttons Um, so and and in my neighborhood honestly like it would just get broken into like once yeah. every fortnight. I th- I'm sure it's probably the same car thieves were just like, well, there's this one that we don't even have to do anything. You know, like yeah. we, may, we may as well unbutton it. You know, I like yeah, it, we don't even need not to. We don't yeah. need a brick or anything to smoke this one. Oh, you don't even need a crowbar. You know? <laughs> I've got um, easier cardigans than this. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I've, and I've felt more protected by cardigans from the wind than I have. <laughs> that was broken into so many times. I mean, I think the worst, like the one that really like stung this is before the pandemic obviously and I left like a big box of merch in the back of it and it was just like 400 copies of my my new album yeah no but it's okay because what they did was open it and didn't take a single fucking copy (laughs) I was like whoa I mean that is brutal isn't it do you know what I mean you know do you know what you're chasing them being like "Uh, it's actually been quite well reviewed Uh, Do you know what? Thank God it's summer because, like, I'm wearing um, a dress and it means that I can slap my thigh because I was slapping my thigh with laughing, and it's a much more comedic sound in the summer because in the winter you're just. I was just. I've been smacking pajamas for so long, so now Mm. it really makes me laugh. That's amazing. They didn't take. I thought you were going to say single copy. Like they nicked, you know, sort of like a big box of. 
t-shirts and that anyone at your gig wearing a t-shirt you're like it was fucking you wasn't it yeah (laughs) actually much sadder much sadder than that (laughs) I mean I literally now I can factually say at gigs like I can't give them away guys I literally can't give this shit away (laughs) so yeah that was one of several burglaries at my at my house most recently I did during the pandemic I had my shed broken into Oh, wow. And they, I know, and they nicked my power tools. Oh. And I was like, guys, I'm a, I'm a lesbian disarmed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, what, what am I, uh, what am I, what, they like my, took my jigsaw and my drill and stuff. And I was like, I, was, I had a friend saying for the pandemic and I was like, Ben, what am I going to do? I feel completely, completely unarmed here. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, fortunately, nothing massively crimey has happened to me. Yeah. Still, that is still a hell of a list of crimes, to be fair. I suppose it is quite a laundry list, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I've had it too bad. And then when I talk to you, I'm like, I mean, I get burgled about once a month. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, we, we also yeah. always ask on this podcast, we ask, like, what would you say to the person now who, so we've got a sort of like, a smorgasbord of people to sort of uh, pick from here. That's so true, yeah. Who who would you choose to say something to and what would it be? I guess I should pick the, the homophobes uh, mm. in Sheffield. I think it, in retrospect, I've sort of kind of clocked. It was quite a lot of it was misogyny as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I was sort of oh. living there with uh, my partner at the time. They were super young, you know, they were, they were kind of like teenage boys, but... That uh, doesn't make really? it... Really? Okay. Definitely not, definitely not. Well, I guess I'd like to say to them that I... This is going to sound very like hippy dippy, but my my mum like worked as a social worker and my dad worked as a probation officer, so I uh, apply these sort of like pinko liberal politics to absolutely everything I do. But I'd like to believe that it was sort of a manifestation of like some unhappiness in them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'd like to kind of sit down with them and be like, guys, what was going on there? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like why? Why, why did, like, sort of yelling lesbian at two women that you didn't know, like, why was yeah. that the only bit of power that you felt like you could sort of yeah. further in the world? So I guess, yeah, I, I maybe would want to sit down with those guys and be like, let's talk about the human responsibility of sharing yeah. this world and, like, you know, what, <laughs> respo- what we all, like, mean to each other, trying to kind of move through the world. And to the guys who nick my power tools, I'd be like, you fucking cunts, I you <laughs> 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 so yes I love that's good big picture stuff too like yeah nothing happens in a vacuum what's going on get it fucking sorted <laughs> yeah for sure you know I mean I think it's it, it was it was like a really funny time because it was like a cul-de-sac so they were really mm. kind of all these all these kids that kind of lived I mean I say kids they were sort of like 17 18 19 but dude, I think it was that thing of just toxic masculinity like all sure. trying to kind of like out yeah. dick, dickhead each other do you know what I mean yeah um, my main takeaway from it was that uh, South Yorkshire police are still you know I mean this is 10 years ago but still it, it was yeah it was bad bad times from them so when they yeah and then they would kind of turn up at Sheffield Pride with their like little stall of Pride oh. and be like seriously guys I mean oh you my know. god wow. yeah you yeah. didn't get the memo that you actually yeah. do shit if you want to come here yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah and we and obviously like it's it's Pride month now yeah and uh, I don't know if it's like feels worse because everything I guess feels worse to something because <laughs> of COVID it's like all of the corporations and like the fucking government and the home office being like happy pride I don't think you can I think just like tell the PR department to just to just yeah. not do that I think because it's definitely worse isn't it to have it's these these definitely like worse. you know the like naked you? hypocrisy you know yeah mm-hmm. absolutely thank you for sharing those crimes and ending yes. on a crime <laughs> of like corporate pride essentially yes, because absolutely. yeah We've which covered... is indeed a crime yes. I think I think the only crime that matters here is corporate pride <laughs> <laughs> now it's time Drunk women solving crime. Well, guys, we're going to go into some, some true crime now. I hope you're all excited. And I hope you're all excited because it's sports-based. Oh, oh God. no! Oh, no! Oh, oh, abort, abort. I'm not free. I can't do it. <laughs> I really- have done this to us before and I just wanted to edit everything I said out. I'm like, wait, football's the one. We did a football With one With the once. oblong ball? No. Yeah. Oh, God. Bad. So I know the word oblong. Like stereotypes. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Strap no, I'm ready. This is going to be like my one bit of niche sports knowledge. You know I'm ready. Taylor, it's it's American, so I'm looking Doesn't at you. Doesn't help, but well, let's go. See, I would have been fine if it was netball. <laughs> netball! <laughs> netball. Oh, that's a blast from the past, isn't I mean, it? Goal actually, defense! Goal defense! Yeah, and I was boasting. I would have been fine if the question was, what does G... D stand for and I could have said gold defense I've got your back yeah <laughs> I was a centre but I sometimes think that the C on my top was because no one liked me and that's why they gave it to me guys it's 1979 we're at an all-stars NBA game where teams are warming up and a player who's six foot four walks onto the court and takes several shots at the basket As- okay I don't want to be a nerd but this is basketball right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes this is basketball Just kidding um as this is happening, a crime is taking place straight up. What is the crime taking place at this basketball match? What's what's the year again? 1979. So so somebody's doing what on the court? Uh, he walks <laughs> <laughs> basically just throwing baskets. Like I don't know if you even know that it's what is a ball. <laughs> um, guys, welcome to our longest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they throwing uh, a ball at a net? We don't know if the crime is occurring in... Is it in the stadium the, slash court? It's sport, sports area. It's happening on know, the sports area. <laughs> it's sports not. venue. It is. It is happening oh, it on the is. sports area. Um, and this is a big game. This is a big game. All is it stars. Being te- is it get, being tele- televised? It's being televised. So is the crime caught on camera? It is. All Where's stars. That means that there's lots. So of- yeah, so this is not like a team versus a team. This is like the, the the legends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there a hostage situation? Ooh. I'm going to go with hostage. We've got, hostage. We've got hostage from Taylor. <laughs> Why are you Going laughing, in hard. Katie? Yeah. Going in high and hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it drugs? Okay, drugs. Okay. okay. The guy that's six foot four started um, life at five foot eight. <laughs> and he, what do you mean for like performance enhancing drugs, you mean? Mm, oh, yeah. Let's say that's what I mean. If it's correct. Then yes. Katie. I'm, I'm going to go with somebody honked somebody's boobs on the like the jumbo camera thing and it was caught on camera. Okay. And, and in 1979, they were really against sexual harassment. So I think everyone was <laughs> yes. really upset about it. Yeah, I think so. We've really gotten worse, haven't we? You know, it's Halcyon days in 1979. Um, yeah, it was know. all good then. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, these are great guesses. I really love where you're going with them. What it was is the guy on the court wasn't a basketball player at all. It was Barry Bremen. Known in the sports world as the Great Imposter. No way. Have you ever heard of him, Taylor? No way, I haven't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd stolen a player's warm-up kit from the benches, put it on, (gasps) and then just started doing layups, which is a basketball term, guys. No, put it on. Okay. Um, So what do you think? And everybody was just like, he must be from the... Miami what's it? <laughs> like they didn't Yeah, why is they just no didn't one question who are you? Where are you from? Why hasn't coach introduced us? <laughs> well, this is the thing, I guess because it was an all-stars game as well, is there was loads of different players from loads of different teams. Also, yeah. he was found out almost immediately, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like he shot a few baskets. Um, but so this was the first time he did this. He is a pro- prolific, he's the great imposter. What do you think made him do that on that day? He was there with his family just watching the game. And then suddenly he thought, I know what I'll do. What, what made him do that? Somebody dared him. Somebody dared him. We've got a dare. <laughs> Truth or dare? Was Truth he, or dare. So, so is, he's already, is, it, uh, is, is, he, is he already known as the imposter by this no, stage? No, this is his first one. This apparently. is his first Im- impostering. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that invalidates what I was going to say. I'd invented a whole backstory where it's like, he's wanted for other frauds. And it turns out the people who want him are at the game. And he's like, I'll disguise myself as a basketball player. But yeah, anyway, but- that's just, a, that's the movie. Oh, I'll that would see. be good. Oh my God. That, you give me an idea. Can I change my answer? Yeah, please do. He was going to subpoena somebody. Oh, so he nice. had to pretend to be a basketball player to subpoena them. 
That's nice. So good. You have to like touch went, them with the envelope or something. Don't they you? have to say their name, but the other the other players wouldn't suspect a fellow player of being the person trying to subpoena them. And they've got their name on their back, so you know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what I have we went got? to as soon as you said he was with his family. I pictured two like disgruntled teenage kids that are like, I wish you were as cool as these players, Dad. Yeah, you're a total loser. You've never done anything. And he's like, really? And he just broke. And then the rest of his life, he tried to prove himself as an amazing dad. Wow. I mean, his kids are so sweet. I've watched a documentary about him and they really love him. And he's like this. He's actually like, it seems quite a sweet guy. But Katie, you were right first time. It was a bet. It was a $20 bet. bet. $20 bet? Who bet him? It was just one of his friends that was there with the family. And they said, I bet $20 you can't go on court and start taking. So he made a smooth 20. And did that, that, can you afford bail with the money that he made? (laughs) Well, and can we talk about the good old days of low security? Like, I'll give you 20 bucks, done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> worth it <laughs> so, so yeah so like I said Barry Bremen was essentially just a normal bloke he's from Detroit he has a wife three kids uh, was good at sports at school but never went professional uh, instead he did something else he has a different job uh, he was selling something what do you think the great impo- sports imposter sold for cars job? very confident from Taylor with cars mm. sometimes I just like a knee jerk <laughs> insurance Insurance, okay. With sports a clue in there. Oh, that's a good you said, guess. You said, uh, what's a sportsman going to be selling? Yeah, what's a sports like, guy going to be selling? It's running shoes or something. Run- yeah. <laughs> well, he was a toys and novelty goods salesman. Ooh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what novelty <laughs> goods meant. I'm just getting like in my head like a proper like old old school con man with like a flower that shoots water at you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you should have seen it coming. Do you know what I mean? He was always, oh yeah, Brennan, he's always going to turn out to be the great imposter. <laughs> um, yeah, but this didn't fulfill him. He wasn't fulfilled selling novelty goods. So from the period of 1979 <laughs> till 1986, Barry posed um, as a major league baseball umpire in the World Series which even if you don't know sports, you must know that that is a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, because oh I, I didn't know God. sports and then I watched a video of it and I was like, oh, there's a lot of people there. Um, it's great though, because you've got, you cannot see their faces, obviously, because they've got the protective cage helmets uh, and you yeah. can't really tell what their voice is like because they're just like, <laughs> like they, they don't make any In sense. Fact, like, I, think, I think that's why, that was like a plot device in, they, in one of the... Um, Yeah, wasn't it? The naked gun comes up quite a lot with this case. Oh God, okay. (laughs) No, no, no. I just mean in terms of like when I was reading articles about it, people were referring to like Frank Drevin, who would, you know, he pretended he pretended to be an umpire and he pretended to be a singer, didn't he? At one point, he had to sing the national anthem and couldn't remember it. I feel like that was the naked gun. I'm afraid to say that I haven't seen Naked Gun because then you'll get really mad at me. I'll die hard and it'll turn into a whole thing. (laughs) Wow. I mean. That's crazy. I've seen, seen one that. of them. I've seen one of them. I don't know which one it was. Well, treat yourself. <laughs> Agreed. Um, See, so he posed as a player in a major league baseball All-Stars game. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> he posed as a referee in an NFL game. So, like, that's National Football League. That's like American football proper, huge games, and a professional golfer. Does he get away with any of these, or does he get yeah. caught each time? He does get caught each time. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. (laughs) Barry. It's all over pretty soon. As soon as he walks out, like, people are like, who the fuck is he? I feel like you could do all of those until golfing because you can't fake golf. Like, even golfers suck at golf. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. But all the other ones are just sort of like, put around, 49999, 43. You know what I mean? Like, you can get away with that for a little while. So we're at this. Some of it was a player, right? It was a player a few times. Yeah. Their their faces were, his face was surely on display, no? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so at the All-Stars baseball game, (laughs) he was dressed as one of the New York Yankees. Um, He shagged flies in the outfield uh, which apparently shagged flies <laughs> apparently what the shagging a fly not is. as it sounds yeah. kids oh dear usually you have the sexy sounding words and all but sometimes we do too I mean sexy is a stretch he, he what <laughs> what is this it just means you like he catches fly balls like whilst they're warming up so he's quite far out in the field and he's so just so that's sort of, a term 
It's a term that I had to include because it made me laugh because yes. yeah. shagging flies. So this one lasted half an hour. So he was out there shagging flies <laughs> for half an hour. And there's a video, man, it's so funny. And the video. That's not what the flies said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is one bit where, like, obviously this other baseball player has noticed that he's not. He's like, "Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck off! Get the what do you fuck do you think you're playing at?" Wow. It's, I mean, it's sort of super funny because he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be at the wrong wrong game. <laughs> so in, novelty ball. <laughs> in um, yeah. So basically, this I'll, is a sport, though. Can I just quip about this? Because this this seemed totally normal, and the only bandit I want to say like. 10 or 15 years ago, which is way too recent. Baseball was a sport where you could um, consume tobacco products while you were playing. Like half playing. of all baseball players used to use um, oh, yeah. like spitting tobacco dip, yeah. basically. Wow. And that was just totally normal. You'd like see them in the outfield, like enjoying it's, while they're sporting. Yeah. It's so wow. mad, isn't it? I'm just and saying I, it's I very leisurely in the outfield. I that from my research of watching The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> When you yeah, when you were talking about the All Star Game, all I have in my head is that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns gets in all the ringers for the uh, <laughs> yes! for the nuclear power plant team. Oh I was my like, god! I, I was like, I was searching when you as soon as you said it, I was like, my my brain was like a Rolodex, like sports, 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 sports. What do you know about sports? And I was like, I really think this is my only reference for any of this. this is oh like my god! My full re- my full like reference to draw on the whole library is just that one episode. <laughs> I literally just watched that episode earlier today with my kids. No way. So weird. wonderful after all these. It is great. It really stands up. Ninety-two yeah. guys. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's geez. the whole time I was like, I wonder if I'll be able to bring up Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. Like, I wonder if that's going to be any good here. Oh my God, yeah. Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. The little tear. Yeah. Oh man. Drunk women solving crime. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I love it, because like... When I first said sports, I thought, oh no. But now I'm like, this is great. We all know, we know everything we need to know about sports. Um, <laughs> the Simpsons sure. is basically a modern encyclopedia. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> before, before there was Wikipedia, there was The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, is he getting arrested well all along the way or just sort of. Yes, he is. So there's various different okay. levels of stuff that happens to him. He does get arrested. He gets fined quite a lot, taken okay. out of um, the stadiums. When you watch the video, sometimes <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, it's all a bit of a laugh. Other times, literally, they are manhandling him. Is out he getting there. a bit of a beating? I mean, he's not getting sort of beaten up, but he's certainly getting stopped. Um, but like the thing is, I, I find him quite funny because like the guy that wouldn't stop swearing at him at that game, at the baseball game, he like he went off the court and then it's not a court in baseball, I realise. Um, but he was hiding out in the clubhouse in the Whirlpool bath. That's where he went next. Nice. And so in golf, he snuck into the 1980 US Open. Uh, oh, and fuck. he actually got to play a practice round. 
he managed to play an actual round. So how do you think he was found out at the US Open? Not wearing golf shoes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Wrong shoes. Yeah, he wasn't pretentious enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Taylor, you kind of nailed it earlier. That is just terrible. Exactly. People questioned mm. how such a bad golfer could have made it through qualifying. He did like 27 strokes. Wow. <laughs> that's a bit of a, that's kind of a burn on all the other sports, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The others, he could just phone it in and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, this one counts. <laughs> mm. um, so like we said, like, you know, he got yelled at quite a lot. He got manhandled from venues. He had to pay the fines, got arrested once. But how do you think he kept himself out of jail in the fact that he could have been arrested all those times? But there was something about Barry that made people not put him in jail. And he was white. That, I imagine, helped. Yeah. But, like, apart from I was just going to say white male. Is that yeah. the answer? <laughs> Something uh, about him. Hmm. Was it that squirty flower? Yeah. <laughs> just adorable. He had was novelty he, did smoke. He, did he, uh, imp- was he impersonating... Other people to did he impersonate police officers to get to evade the police? Ooh. Oh, nice, nice guess. Yeah, Taylor. I mean, this isn't a proper guy. I was just going to say he's really, really charismatic, so he's just able to talk his way out. Because if he can talk his way into all these events, yeah, like if he, he can talk his way talk. into shagging flies. Like, <laughs> 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 Those yeah. guys don't give it up for anyone, you know. He could talk the flies off a shag. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, Taylor, you're kind of spot on. According to the author, Jeremy Schapp, uh, Barry's ability to keep himself out of jail was his infectious, childlike exuberance. Jeremy Schapp I said talking. he was adorable. Yeah, which, so, Katie, you're also right. Um, ultimately, ironically, the great imposter was the most genuine of men, is what Jeremy Schapp, this uh, sports writer, said. His wife, Margot, in a 1980 People magazine profile, said that he was fulfilling a grand fantasy to be in the limelight. He feels if you have no guts, you have no glory in your life. His advice to other imposters was, don't do it. It's against the law. Stay away. This is my act. <laughs> act? Yeah, I know. Wow. Mate, go to Edinburgh. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he would have got an Edinburgh show out of all of this, I think. Um, so as well as all the pranks that I've um, mentioned, Bremen also posed as something else in the sports world, which was a bit oh. more audacious. It wasn't a player. It wasn't a referee. It was the one he got arrested for. What do you think it was? Ooh, I hope it wasn't like like a sports physician <laughs> yeah, to give it like massages. cracking bones into place and stuff. Um, did you say it wasn't a coach, Hannah? You no, it it's not a coach. Right. Uh, I think this is the one he got arrested for. Mm. So this is the one that's a bit, it's a bit more like there's more of a crime to it. Like, yeah. would you say? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something something to do with 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 money and like betting on. Uh, yeah. Do you know? What I, I don't know what the word is. Like, do you know what I mean? Like a book, bookie, a bookie? I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I only said bookie confidently because I've seen Trading Places and I watch it every Christmas. So you know, we're all drawing from our little schools <laughs> of knowledge. It's a small world after all. <laughs> I'll give you um, a clue. In this one, he dresses as a woman. Oh, oh. And he doesn't get arrested because he does anything bad to anyone. He, do, he does exactly what he's done in the other, you know, it's not a bad oh, So he bad just crime. tried to join a, a women's team. Okay, women's team? Any advance on women's I guess. team? And does he, does he, oh, I was about to say, I was about to say, does he win? But that makes me such a bad feminist. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the worst thing ever. It's the most fucking patriarchal thing I've ever said. Oh, he invades the women's team and wins, does he? Ah! I take it back. I'm sorry. Horrible. (laughs) Um, Katie, have you got anything as appalling to say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's dressed as a woman Mm -hmm. and it's something that he hasn't been before. So it's not a coach. It's not a player. Yeah. And he gets arrested. Uh, Like a flasher. Women used to come running on the pictures and show their boobs and stuff. But if he's not got boobs how appalling have I out appalled <laughs> no I just love that your head went there what role have women played in sport um, we got flashing 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the flashing. I didn't think you'd get there, but you did out of pool. Yeah, you've done. You've really got Grace's back here. This is great. You can count on me. I really appreciate it, <laughs> guys. Oh, you're gonna cheerleader. A cheerleader. It's a cheerleader. Oh. Yes. Wait, yes. 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 is a cheerleader. Yeah, nice. for the wow. Dallas Cowboys. I was gonna say, oh my god, was he a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader? Because they're the best. That's fucking crazy. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So what do you think, guys? He did. Um, <laughs> To prepare for this role, stretched. <laughs> stretched. Mm, I mean, now I'm going to draw on my knowledge of Miss Congeniality. Um, <laughs> so I guess he ate some celery. <laughs> okay. Well, do you know what? Actually, you're right because he lost 23 pounds for the role. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Uh-huh. Any advance Blimey. on that? Very method. God, it's all depressing, isn't it, for the women in the in the. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. it just went all these male roles and for the women's one it was like no starve yourself though starve yourself to be a woman <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. isn't it crazy yeah wow he um yeah any any more thoughts i guess he just like was there yeah was i mean probably like removed a lot of hair from his body yeah he thought? would have got a got a wax he did he shaved his legs correct Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he would have had to study. Like, did he take a dance class? Yeah. Or he did. He practiced cheer routines with his wife. Okay, that counts. Wow. Was she not arrested for like uh, being Inna- an accessory? Yeah, yeah. she's enabling <laughs> she's him. She's fully she? in on that crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just Margot. Yeah. What are you up to? My God. <laughs> yeah, Margot. And um, the other thing is, he had a replica Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform, custom made. And he bankrolled the project and it cost him $1,200 of his own money. He just spent it. So during the game, Brennan burst onto the sidelines in boots, hot pants and a blonde wig. Uh, <laughs> he only got out one cheer. What do you think he cheered? Go Bremen, Bremen. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Go the sports team. The imposter. Um, what oh. did he cheer? I mean, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hungry. Catch me. (laughs) Do you know what? He just shouted, "Go Dallas!" um, Before the cowboy security had him handcuffed. Um, Now, if you can look this up on YouTube, uh, it is just really funny because he gets out there, he runs, he literally shouts, "Go Dallas!" And then these blokes just like (laughs) they just run into him and stop him, and it's just, I mean, it's it's pretty funny. Um, You're shitting on a holy institution. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this was his now. Worst. This is ringing a bell because that sounds slightly familiar. And what year was this? Eighty nine. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm not sure quite when the Dallas oh. Cowboys one was, but it's kind of yeah. It's 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 sort of in 80s. the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, the Cowboys took out a five thousand dollar lawsuit for trespassing and creating a nuisance, and petitioned to have him banned from the Cowboy games for life. Right. But Bremen's star was rising. Like, he became this fucking celebrity during the 80s. Right. So they dropped the lawsuits and he was asked on several TV shows. What what TV shows do you think he went on? This is basically what's your knowledge of 1980s TV shows oh, in America? Uh, definitely Ricky Lake. Okay. Ricky, Ricky Lake on there? We've got Ricky Lake. She's not, she's not there. She's not there, I'm oh. afraid. Springer? Gotta be Springer. He's not on Springer. Uh, he was until 90s, I think. Phil Donahue. It was Good Morning America. Was it Oprah? No, no. Oh, oh good knowledge. Was it there, guys. Regis and Kathy Lee? No, but very good. Very good knowledge. So, who was like um, the big talk show guy in like the 80s and then had a show until 10 years ago? Larry oh. King? No. Montel? No. Letterman? David Letterman? Letterman. Letterman. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was on Late Night with David Letterman, uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was uh, still going. Okay. And he was Sportsman of the Week twice on the Today Show. Um, <laughs> he was on the front of Newsweek, Life and Time magazines. But he said he's he, on the front of Time magazine. He was on the front of Jesus Time Christ, magazine. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking slow that's Newsweek, a isn't it? Lot. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't have anybody else on the front cover of Time. Oh what, what news were they trying to bury while this was going on? <laughs> I mean, it's a very good question. Um, but apparently his favourite thing to come from all of this uh, was the fact that he was became a question. Fame. Sorry, 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 I interrupted you. I'm just burning on him. <laughs> no, sorry, I mean... I apologise. Female wear, please. <laughs> he became a question on something. 
Jeopardy. Jeopardy, yes. Oh, good job. Um, And the question on Jeopardy was to do with the one thing that he did that wasn't sports. Um, So he went into another industry to be an imposter. What industry do you think that was? What do you think? What was the big impost? Oh, I hope it was like a production of Les Mis or something. Okay. Yeah, he likes, he's attracted to crowds. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say music, I'd say. Okay, music. Is it music? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but he's maybe a backup dancer. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. he's got the moves now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great guesses. The industry was Hollywood. It was the 1985 Emmy Awards. Mm. So he bought a ticket for $300, rented a tuxedo, and went up on stage and accepted an award. What award do you think he accepted? Um, Best actor. Best actor, yeah. <laughs> but how? But if he's not the person who's supposed to be, like, was there an award for him? Or, like, was, is he nicking an award and everyone's going to go, you're not that guy? Yeah, this is another imposter thing. So he's, oh, he's pretending to be a specific actor. Well, he's not. Basically, what it was is he accepted the award for Best Supporting Actress, uh, which was supposed to go to Betty Thomas, who played Officer Lucille Bates on the police drama Hill Street Blues. Um, <gasps> Hill Street Blues! Do you know Hill Street Blues? I just remember my parents kicking me out of the room so they could watch it and I would hear that song. <laughs> so that's the sound of my loneliness. I'm joking. So he said that this was the only prank he regretted. Why do you think he regretted it? What do you think happened? They tasered him. Okay. We're going straight into tasered. Did she... Was it the end? Did she never act again or something? Did she never got a chance yeah, to did get she another cry? award? Okay. I was going to say, did she die? That seems a bit dark. Not, <laughs> as a res- not as a result. I just mean, was it, was no, it like her last chance? Okay. Yeah, he's ruined her big chance and mm. she cried. Okay, she cried. Okay, um, Taylor? Slash Sorry, died. De- detail I missed. Was she actually at the awards and she didn't get a chance to go up because he jumped up first? Well... Do you know what, Taylor? Yeah, yes, you know you're Americans because uh, what happened was he thought she wasn't there to accept the award. Uh, and that was his, like, I'm going to go up and get that award because it's just going to be, like, there's going to be no one there to collect it and everyone will just applaud. It won't yeah, really be hurting thought anyone. of this normally, so, yeah. It turned out she was there and as she was walking up to stage, he was, like, just in front of her and then he accepted the award and actually it wasn't a great it's, time. No, it's not yeah. a good... It's a bit, he, a, bit of a, a bit of a Kanye Taylor Swift sort of situation. Okay, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for making this relatable because, mm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So It just looks cruel. Yeah, a little bit. So he apologised to her um, and he was fined. How much do you think was the going rate for almost stealing an Emmy in uh, 1985? Ooh. I'm so confused by, like, he's being fined by the police, I suppose. What's the crime? Yeah, is it, is it just, like, fraud? I guess it's like being an imposter, yeah. Because there's no monetary prize with... Or is there? I guess the, I guess you get money, don't you, for winning an Emmy? Yeah, but he wouldn't be um, able to steal the yeah, money. With, yeah. It was like with... Um, at the Dallas Cowboys, he was charged with trespassing and creating a nuisance... Oh, I see. I guess, yeah. I guess that's the... But you're creating right. a nuisance. Mm. I'm going to go five grand for the Emmys. Five grand, nice. Yeah. Any advance? I, I was going to say eight grand. Eight I'm going to go one grand. One grand. Katie is closest. It was oh, $175. Ah, bloody hell. Why doesn't oh, everyone do it? Shit. I know. Yeah. I want an Emmy. Yeah, he's just incentivised the generation <laughs> yeah. of... Uh, what's the word? Pretenders. I've lost my mind. Imposters. Imposters. Thank you. I wonder if it would have been a bigger fine if it had been like best actor in a series. Like, no, no, no. (laughs) Too far. 17%. Justice for Lucille, man. Is that her name? Yes, you're yeah. you're very oh, very sharp. Do you know what? it was Betty very Thomas? Good. But Lucille well, I've been, was I've the been officer. Paying, uh, I've been paying a lot of attention because I literally had a nightmare last night that I couldn't get any of the answers. Of this. <laughs> uh, so I had like a dream about this that I was just like really crap at cracking the case. So uh, so you, no. you've got me on my, my my. This is the sharpest I'll ever get. I'm going uh, <laughs> to fall asleep right after this. <laughs> yeah, but I think. <laughs> you, you're right though because if he'd done that to Roger Moore would the fine be higher 
Interesting. Yeah, mm. it's a good question because with things like that, when there's a crime that's like no one's committed that since, no one's going to commit it again. Like, how do you decide how much you know what the uh, what the fine will be? And as like Katie said, I remember on another episode, it's just like fines just mean legal for rich people in the sense. Oh that, yeah, you know. And I invented that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first person to say on this podcast. So credit where credit's due. Um, basically, he stopped pranking in about 1986. But in an interview 20 years later, he was asked if he'd come back and do it again. And he said, no. Why do you think he had a change of heart? And I'll give you a clue. It's sort of to do with the world. The world's changed as well. Is Security. it the internet? The he internet? thought he'd get spotted. Like he thought he'd get found out too soon. Okay, interesting that he'd be more recognisable because of the internet. So, yeah, so, social media and stuff, I suppose. So wait, so his last one was 86. 86. So this and would be like 2006. Oh, 2006, they... They also Post nine eleven security. I just think everything's yeah. totally different. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I changed my yeah. answer to that. Day the yeah. world changed. Yeah, it's nine eleven. Nine eleven happened. He said that security had been pretty lax before that, but now it just <laughs> wouldn't be as easy or as sort of forgiven as well. He kind of thought yeah. And this is the real tragedy of nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think when people say never forget, they mean never forget Barry Bremen, you know, what the world Never lost. forget Bremen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, before we wrap up, because that is pretty much the story of Barry Bremen, yeah. I wanted to ask each of you, like, if you were going to be an imposter somewhere, what would you do? If you Maybe if you, even if you knew you wouldn't get caught, you're not going to go to jail or anything, but you're like, I could be an imposter and I could be on stage with... Oh, insert cool band here. I'm like, we've got a real musician on. I can't say Little Mix. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Abby, when? <laughs> but you know... What, Katie, what... I didn't know you were in a band. <laughs> <laughs> but what would, you, what would you do? What would be the thing Ooh. that you'd be like, oh, I'd like to impost that? <laughs> and, you, and I can't say my actual life because I have imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that if we just left it there, it was all going like... <laughs> the industry that we make a living in <laughs> very much how I feel yeah the first thing I thought of was how uh, I um, uh, I, a few years ago I was asked to do the Now show and oh, they, yeah. you, you like write a song for it like about that week's news oh, and wow. it is hands down the most stressful <laughs> job that I've ever done uh, again like in the re- week leading up to it I would have this stress dream like over and over again in the month oh. preceding it where oh. I was like I'd be there in the radio theatre and I hadn't written the song and I just I was hoping <laughs> that something was just going to like come to me on the spot and uh, and it never did. So yeah, that's like the what I think of when I think of Im- imposters. I'm like, prob- probably I'd Im- imposter like a singer on the BBC <laughs> being paid to do a job that they definitely should be capable of doing. I wish I could dance. Mm. I can't dance at all. And I think I've always really wanted to be in a musical. So I, like, I think I'd love if I was in like a really sort of proper high level, like Broadway mm. musical or something. But, nice. I, but I guess what, what, what my fancy there is that I just know how to do it all. The, yeah. like, the music starts and I'm like, oh, suddenly I know all the steps. Yeah. <laughs> so I, to be fair, like I've slagged off Bremen a lot, but in real life, it must be well stressful, right? To be up there and be like, I've got to be like he, pretending I can do all this shit, you know. He gets off on the thing. The thing is, as well, this question is really: what famous person do you want to watch you bundle to the ground by a <laughs> police because it's not like you get to go hello isn't the wine exquisite here I have a chat they're like literally watching you be like arrested like a criminal because you've been a massive dickhead so that is true but then you end up on the cover of time do you know what I mean oh, so swings true. and roundabouts yeah question All on right. jeopardy yes please I'm surprised what popped into my head the minute you asked the question I would like to pretend I'm an aristocrat and just spy on the royals yes, behind mm. closed doors. See what they're actually doing. Get some yeah, intel. and I can't yeah, believe yeah. I give a shit about that, but like to really see what they're like, mm. what they say, how they behave. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I'd put on a well-fitted dress for that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. I might even wear high heels. <laughs> I might even wear heels if that's what you do. <laughs> mm. Katie, any advance on your own life? Well, that... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who do I want to see me bundled to the ground as I try and stand near them? Because the thing is, it's going to be someone with a sense of humour. I wouldn't want it to be somebody that would be like scared, like, oh God, was I about to be attacked? 
it. And I want it to be someone to be like, oh, bloody hell, Katie and her pranks. <laughs> um, so that everyone's having a nice time. So who would... That's um, the thing. I guess the, the royal family, you would just, you would probably be shot, wouldn't you? And you'd never, I mean, no one would this... ever fucking hear from you again. They'd just yeah. disappear you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? They, they control their, well, they don't, yeah. They, they sort of control their own narrative. <laughs> um, See, I guess I think so much of my own abilities, I'm like, getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'd love as well? Like, and I've literally only just thought of this. I didn't sort of write the question so I could say what I wanted, <laughs> but like, um, definitely I'd love to sort of take my parents' stupid big dog on crafts and like be in the final of crafts oh, that, with oh, this yes, tearaway dog. Funny. Yes. And then I'd go viral like that. You know, that dog that just did what it fucking wanted. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like, I just loved the whole energy of that thing. And also the trainer was just so cool. Just going like, do you know what? He's, he's being him and that's cute. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. crafts with a, with an untrained dog for me. Is <laughs> that Katie? Well, I, I mean, I have really one if, if you ever... If, <laughs> me and Frank. Frank's available for any appearances, <laughs> any media work. <laughs> and at least it'll be outside so you can just hose down the diarrhoea. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I'm always yeah, saying Jesus that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Incontinent spectacular at Crufts. You can see the headlines. Actually, yeah. Yes. Katie, do you have um, anything to add or are we going to end it on you can always hose yourself down? Uh, do you know what? I'm going to take a cue from you and I'm going to be a gymnast, but just kind of doing a bit of jumping. Mm. <laughs> and then possibly weighing myself because of my pelvic floor. <laughs> jumping is too much. Well, oh my God, that would be so amazing. And next up, we, we're not sure, but oh, she's <laughs> jumping. False alarm. And she's wet. wet. Now it's real. Well, guys, thank you for that. And here's And to- we're still ending with hosing ourselves down. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to Barry Bremen, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Barry. And to Margot, you know, who I think and Margot. did a lot of work. His trusty work accomplice. Never yeah. ended up on the cover of Time. Justice for Margot. Very for true. We know, she was the instigator. Justice. Absolutely. Yeah. The brains of the whole operation. You need a fucking hobby. I'll teach you to dance. Get out of my house. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Guys, we've got just enough time for a listener crime. This is from Kay Yates, and this is on Apple Podcast Reviews. So, guys, if you want to leave us a review, five stars, yes, sure. Yes, please leave us a review and tell us your crimes. We're so good at solving them. Oh, mate, we're going to solve the shit out of this. Kay Yates says, Drunk women, please help me. I'm a high school teacher in Florida, and we've been victims of a crime. I hope you can help solve it. Last month was Teacher Appreciation Week, and our Student Government Association put air fresheners, toilet paper, and hand soap in all the staff toilets. Do they not normally have that? I mean... <laughs> don't like what that implies. Mm. Oh, welcome welcome to state funding. <laughs> do you know what? She's, she's a step ahead of us. She's put, we do get toilet paper and soap in our toilets already, but this was nice toilet paper, nice soap. <laughs> wow. And it's a thing they do every year. They came by on Friday to drop it off. But on Monday morning, the soap, the toilet paper had been taken from both of the toilets on our floor. No. At first, I, d- I didn't say anything. Well, so it was all for show or someone had stolen it? It's a theft. Yeah. At first, I didn't no. say anything, but my colleagues noticed too. No one has fessed up or knows what happens. I hope you can help. The items were taken sometime after school got out on Friday and before school opened on Monday. They were removed from locked toilets. So only staff, teachers, custodians, Ooh. security and admin could have accessed the area. We do have cameras, but I believe they're used to solve other types of crime. My suspects are <laughs> someone on staff ran out of soap and toilet paper at home. Rivals from another floor who were hoarding toilet paper and soap for their own toilets. Hashtag <laughs> very 2020. Or maybe someone didn't want us to feel too appreciated. We're stumped and I hope you can help us. Love your show. Well, so I've got to go. Those are all great suspects. My first instinct was it's a staff member who is, I think, I bet their toilet paper runs out. And I bet you always kind of make got to make sure you've got like a roll in your bag just in case. You've got, always got to make sure you've got tissues. And I reckon somebody is sick of having to bring in their own toilet roll. And they're like, right, I'm taking mine back now. This is like, like that famous bit in Friends when Joey goes to the buffet. This is how I make my money back. Somebody's gone right. Here we go. Mm. I'm getting. I'm getting what's mine. I've paid into this, bringing my own toilet roll, and now I'm taking it back. Okay. Mm. Good friends. Is there? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Female workplace. (laughs) Is there a custodian appreciation week? Ooh, rivalry. Okay. 
You just blown well, this case wide open. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just posit another theory altogether. Please. Okay. Which is um so immediately what I thought of was that in my school there was a lot of interdepartmental beef. Okay. So, you know, is the what what subject does this Do you know what? Teach? She didn't Ooh, say she didn't, she didn't say. give me a subject. Okay, so I'm going to say look to the other departments because I remember in my school there was a whole thing where one of the geography teachers was having an affair with one of the drama teachers. And then the, I know, and I don't, I learned all this in year eight in the playground, and I imagine it's gospel truth. <laughs> and then the affair ended and on like acrimonious terms, and uh, all of the English teachers stopped talking to all of the humanities teachers and wow. in like solidarity and protest. And we were all kind of watching it. And like, as I say, I'm sure in reality it was probably more to do with like, Budgets or timetables or something. We were like, it's definitely because of that affair. Definitely because of that affair. <laughs> so I think, yeah, interdepartmental politics played out via yeah. the medium of oh, toilet paper. Yes. Okay, Ooh. I like it. I like it. So I've got, got a lot of time for that, actually. Custodians, mm. because That's of solid. Appreciation Week, we've got interdepartmental um, rivalries and jealousies. Mm. These both really check out. Katie, do you want to do, do try and do any better than either of those um so you i mean yeah it does feel like rather than my disgruntled staff member it does feel more like it could be a collated attack like either the uh the custodians being like how dare they get their own day and we get nothing or it could be yeah the politics of um oh we have to do that club on a saturday morning at 9 a.m do we well we'll see about who gets the toilet paper like, so yeah, they're okay. both excellent. I'm not, I'm not no, sure. No, but I think you're right. Like, look to weekend activities at the school because it had to happen on a, on a weekend. Oh, actually, mm. yeah. If there was like soccer club or. This has chess club written all over it. <laughs> Who else oh. knows how to play a long game? Oh. <laughs> but you're, you're completely right, though, because it is a long game in the sense that they must have been there for over a year because they must have known that this would happen every year. Ooh. So they yeah, were so it's, it's someone that's been there over a year. Mm. We need means, motive, opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, the motive is you want to be able to wipe your ass and smell On nice. fancy paper. Yeah. You want to be able to wash that COVID off your hands. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. motives go, you know. <laughs> so... I like it. I mean, K Yates, I hope this has helped. That was the name on the uh, podcast review because it didn't give me a first word. It just me K Yates. And I'm like, in terms of like a teacher, you just know their surname. So I hope we haven't um, <laughs> exposed you to the world, Miss Yates. But um, <laughs> basically, who do you hate the most in terms of other departments? Go with your gut on this one. Mm. Go with your gut and seek revenge. Thank you very much, yeah. Miss Yates. I mean, I think that's another, that's another crime solved. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. And then some. <laughs> so we do good work, guys. We do good work. Yeah. Grace, we only have one last question. Like, where can people find you? Tell us about yourself. What are you up well, to? People can find me in my house. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not allowed out. No, uh, I'm starting to be allowed out. I'm on social media and just under Grace Petrie on all things. I actually have an I have an album that Yay! I've just just finished recording. Awesome. Which uh, yeah, thank you. It is awesome that it's over. <laughs> it, nearly, <laughs> it nearly fucking killed me. Um, but that is going to be out at the end of the summer, early autumn, and I am going on tour. Every single one of my extremities crossed. I'm going on tour. I've been saying I'm going on tour when this is all over. I've been saying that periodically every three months, like we all have for the past two years. But um, I have like a massive tour. Okay, so will that be um, autumn in as the well? la- latter half of this year? Which is like that's autumn as well, and that's like loads of gigs from all over the place that have all been rescheduled into this year. So it's like really, really, really long. Um, so uh, the chances are I am playing near near you many times wherever you are. Um, what, so, yeah, what is your album called? It's it's called, this is a premiere actually, me giving this information. Oh, um, really? It's called Connectivity. Um, ah. It's about, yeah, a, a kind of various kind of reflections on the ways in which we share the world and trying to be connected to each other in a time of obviously enforced separation. Yeah. Wow. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I hate recording and um, <laughs> I would normally gig songs over and over again and oh, kind of workshop them before I record. Yeah. 
So this is a very, very, very new experience to me, for me to be wow. send, sending stuff out into the world that's largely untested. So, which I suppose is a roundabout way of saying I can't vouch for the quality. <laughs> but, um, uh, but hopefully it'll be, it'll be it sounds awesome. more of the same. Yeah, yeah that's great. So it's going to be sort of July, August, September-ish, 2021 for the album. September, yeah. September, September for the album. Thinking, yeah. And, then, um, and, then, and then on tour from tour. September through to December, yeah. Really amazing. Um, I love it. I yes. love like how that just sounds so busy. I like I love that we're leaving the house now and being busy. Yeah, and doing there's shit. events mm. happening. This exciting. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's like I mean, I feel like I need to fucking learn how to play the guitar again and like <laughs> I think like all of us I'm kind of have this thing that sl- mildly concerned that the first time I'm in front of an audience again I'm just going to like burst into tears but I think they're, they're, they're probably going to burst into tears as well because yeah. we've all been so starved haven't of we of course yeah catharsis yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah I'm definitely banking on that like we're all weird now right yeah, <laughs> we're totally. all awkward and scared <laughs> well I guess all that I'm to say is thank you for joining us guys thank, thank, thank you thank you yeah woo woo Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.